Hey guys, I'm back. I'm gonna wait a couple minutes to let my uh, headphones really connect, and then I'll get started. Um, this will be the last um episode in this season to catch you guys up to let you know where exactly I am right now. Um. I'll be backtracking in the next, uh, season a little to get more in-depth in some of the mental things I went through, but, um, for writing you want me to, I start getting messages and things like that, then I'll answer questions. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll just, each segment, I'll answer questions or something, but... Right now, where I am is, I have mentioned before, that I have started packing stuff up of his, not to get rid of it, just kind of a get it out of sight and out of mind, so that I can do better on my healing. Um, which, in this house, it's really difficult. Because he left a lot of stuff undone when he passed away. So I see, you know, him everywhere I look. You know, in the fact that, you know, he put sheetrock up, but he never put tape and mud and painted. Um, he fixed certain things around the house, but couldn't. Not that he didn't want to, but couldn't others and finances basically not being there so I am looking everywhere every day seeing his handiwork how creative his brain was to try to get things done with next to no money seeing his his, his mastermind you know at work in almost everything around the house which is extremely difficult to see. But because I'm learning to cope a little better, I, you know, unfortunately I'm doing it on my own right now, but I'm doing it, you know. I see, you know, his, his chair is the last thing I'm going to get rid of as far as anything I am going to get rid of because it's broke down. It's wobbly. It's falling apart. But it was him. You know, it makes me feel like he's still here while I kind of still need him. You know, it's emotionally in my own mind and in my own heart that's getting less and less. You know, as the weeks go by. But, you know, and I don't mean to upset anybody, I don't break anybody's heart, I don't want to make anybody mad. But before, I had a kind of support. Sorry. I was up at 4 o'clock this morning because I was hurting again. But, um, and here it is past noon. But... I had a type of support system and was able to emotionally handle 
the things a little better than what I have now. Um, you know, I've, I'm trying to move on. I'm trying to move forward, you know, by dating again. Um, a dang neighbor across the street drives me insane. But I am dating again. I'm with a wonderful man named Mikey, who is also a good friend of Bobby and I's, him and his wife, uh, for a long while before Bobby passed away. Um, another episode, um, another segment. You know, I'll go into more detail about that, you know, but right now, you know, it, I don't know if, you know, he's back to dealing with things emotionally when it comes to his wife passing and stuff, not, but, you know, seven months before Bobby did, losing his wife and then losing his best friend, all in six months or so of each other, you know. Him being there with me, him knowing the emotional toll that losing your spouse does to you. We got closer, and then, like, within less than a month's time, my health deteriorating mentally and physically and emotionally out of my mind. He was there for me. He supported me. He talked to me. You know, he he would until I was calmed down, he would talk to me for, you know, four or five hours at a time, um, at night when I couldn't sleep, it helped me relax, and then I'd, I'd get some sleep, but, and that was when, you know, Alyssa was bouncing from family member's place to family member's place, because she didn't want to be here. She didn't want to see little bits and pieces of her dad and have to handle and deal with the emotional toll that takes. You know? She left me alone. And, you know, literally, Mikey was it. Him and Kelly Mayer, Mayor, a friend of mine that's also in the haunt industry. A woman that had only known me for a few months and her and her friend came all the way up here from Texas to be there at Bobby's services. That's true haunt family there. That's true family. You know, whether you're a biker, a haunter, truck driver, military, whatever, that's family. Someone to make a long trip like that to be there for you when they barely know you but they know you that's something you know and they didn't you know unlike other people I'm not mentioning any names but unlike other people you know, trying to get free advertisement out of the deal you know that is a family that was a family there's other people Helped me too. They helped me too. But 
what they almost did was just straight up wrong. You know, they were there emotionally and stuff for me, but... Honestly, I was rather pissed off at them for wanting to do free advertisement at my husband's services. Um, I just... But anyway, um, that's a whole other thing. But they're... He was here for me, you know. And I was mentioned before, you know, after September I was going to be out of money and all that. Well, that was about the time that all, uh, all my body parts decided to shut down at once, pretty much. And my mother had to help me with October and November's rent. And we figured out, you know, December, and then we needed a little help in January. But after that, we've been able to keep things going. Well, Mikey's been able to keep things going on his own. And then the child care tax credit payments came in, and I was using that for the rest of the bills. So, I'm not getting that anymore, so now I'm kind of stuck. But, emotionally, Kelly and Mikey are the only two people that truly checked on me. To see if I was okay. You know, my mom stayed for a month with me in July. Well, not with me, but in a RV park. But at that point, I was still in so much shock that I I didn't know what to tell her. I knew I needed the help, but I didn't know what to tell her. And... You know, my, my brother's company, because he's a executive chef, working for a company that uh, runs the food part of the um, elderly care facilities here in Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and, you know, you know that kind of thing. <coughs> they knew how upset my brother was losing Bobby too. They sent a bunch of food over here. Greatly appreciated, but it was too much. I told him to wait. I couldn't get anybody together. I didn't know, you know, couldn't get anybody to come over to eat it with me. And they send ten huge serving dishes full of food. Tacos, nachos, fajitas. That kind of stuff. And I basically ended up splitting it with my neighbors. Which, they have three kids. They definitely needed the help. They welcomed it. You know, that kind of thing. So. But. You know, I said that the. That's part of the updates for me. You know, I am. I am functioning now. Um, this past January, I got my first surgery. I didn't finish it. But at least now, now, in the last, I guess, four or five months, I am walking on my own. 
Uh, I still need a cane every now and then. I still need these little gripper things to help me pick stuff up off the floor every now and then. Because it hurts to bend over. Um, I was originally on 11 different medications. And I have gone more natural. And I am now down to 4. Uh, plus various vitamins and minerals and things that I'm taking. Uh, it's taken me a lot longer than what I wanted, ever wanted to get this far. And I know as far as Mikey is concerned, he is a frustrated, hurt, um, maybe even a little pissed off. Because it's taken me as long as it has to really get over... Bobby's passing, but, you know, unless you've had, and I give him, you know, leeway on things, because unless you've had a deep, connected relationship like Bobby and I was, you can't really fully grasp the damage done your soul. He doesn't understand. And I get that. He doesn't know what that's truly like. And I get that. And I'm trying to be. Uh, more sensitive. To his feelings. And more understanding to his. Knowledge base. And things like that. When it comes to my morning process. Which is why I'm doing this. Because you guys, letting me vent, let me tell you what happened, letting me work through it with you, is helping me, and even though my original intent for this is, and always will be, to help others going through the loss of a spouse, whether you're that deeply connected or not. And my dad lost his first wife before I was ever born, horrifically. And I'm sure he's got PTSD too. And needs to be treated for it. And I know that I will be turning to my dad. I will be... Getting advice from him because I'm not done. And in order for me to move forward with as wonderful of a man as Mikey has been for me and Alyssa and everything he's been been there for us. I love that man for it. For being here. For putting up with my emotional roller coaster, my psychotic episodes. Putting up with all of that with me. And I will keep you guys posted. Um, I've got to go because I think somebody's here. But anyway, I will get back with y'all later. Bye. Okay guys, uh, this segment's going to be extra long because I'm doing this recording more for the people who supported me in my live feeds and whatnot as Lily Loco before all of this stuff really hit hard.
a lot of them do not know um, about what all happened after Bobby passed away. So, um, as difficult as it's going to be for me to, you know, say it out loud, how bad things really did get, I still want to say it. Um, I mentioned that while he was in the hospital, you know, and everybody knows if I mentioned it before, you know, since 2015 I've been dealing with this back injury because my on-the-job injury exasperated um, what I'm finding out to be um, a little bit of an issue that I was fine until the accident knocked everything off kilt. So, so I've been dealing with it since 2015, but it got, you know, really started getting bad after Bobby passed away. And then he was getting there while he was in the hospital. Walking as far as I had to walk to see him, check on him, be there for him once he was off life support and things like that, and they had to move him. Um, exasperated the injuries and the issues quite badly, actually. That dude is driving by Crest Street again. Hang on a minute. Okay, I'm back. Wait, right quick. Um, give y'all an idea. Uh, it turns out I had scoliosis that was never caught by anybody, any of the doctors or nurses that visited the school to do the checks. It was a mild case. But because I was in gymnastics and tap and all the classes like that that I took, it never showed up. Um, I was always really flexible, even up until I was 19. Apparently that's when um, the scoliosis really took hold because muscles and bones and stuff weren't as flexible as they used to be. Fast forward, 2015, I've been working for Lock Supply for a few years, and I was in the back room because I did shipping and receiving, and I did warranties. So I checked inventory, things like that, put, up, put the stock up on the shelves. I was moving one of the five-ton units. With the forklift, um, stacking it on top of another five-ton unit. With the forklift, and we're having to move the unit off of the forks onto the next unit, and. 
did it, I did one good shove that was supposed to finish it off on the other unit. It got off kilter. I went around. I got uh, to the other side and tried to get it in place correctly. Moving the forks down and at an angle to help us slide. And I somehow got pinned between the corner of the unit, the bottom corner of the unit, and a uh, shelf pole. And it hit me in the stomach. Uh, a little bit to the left of the belly button, going towards the right of the belly button. And after that, I could not feel my feet. And things went downhill from there. I, uh, fast forward again to Bobby being in the hospital after many times going, trying to do physical therapy, getting cut off of that, going to the doctors, trying to get a surgery that I knew I was going to have to have in order to get better, and them denying me. Going through all that, uh, I'm walking clear across the hospital, going up these stairs, going clear across the hospital again, or up the elevator and going clear across the hospital again to be with him. Wouldn't trade it, go through the pain again. But it was getting bad, getting real bad. And after he passed away, uh, something shifted, something went wrong, and I couldn't walk. The pain was so bad, it was like someone was jabbing a knife in my spine and twisting it. And it was at that point that I had these chairs that my mom had dropped off for me to refurbish. I was using them to walk to and from the car, because they were lined up like uh, tiki lights. For me to grab a hold of and support myself. I had other chairs and items and things like that along the way to get up and down the stairs, crawling up and down the stairs, things like that in order to get by. Because I didn't have a walker, didn't have a stick, didn't have any of that. One, uh, although one of the times that it got bad while Bobby was still alive. He fabricated, very sweetly, fabricated me a cane out of a motorcycle handle and a shock. So it's kind of bouncy. And I, I used that inside the house. I didn't feel very comfortable using that outside the house as far as stability. And I wish I hadn't gotten better and thought it was okay to get rid of that because that was something that was extremely sweet. One of those rare, really thoughtful things that he did as far as something out of the ordinary and special. You know, I wish I hadn't gotten, it hadn't been thrown out. You know, hadn't gotten rid of it or 
whatever happened to it. I wish it wasn't gone. I wish it was still here. But Mikey ended up staying here with me and carrying me from the bedroom to the dining room in the middle of that night. Excruciating pain. And I found out that they were also symptoms. The pain and stuff I was going through is also symptoms of something called <clears throat> pre-mortem rigor. I'm not, that's what it means. I'm not sure what the disease is called. I wish I would have wrote it down, but it's a really long word. But you literally, your, your, your body acts like you're dead. And your muscles lock up. And tense up. And you have no control over them. It hurts so bad. It was a Charlie horse. From my ribs all the way down to my toes. And I was contorted in ways. I. I don't know how to describe it. I mean. That's what I went through before Bobby passed away. Quite a few times actually. Only then. I didn't have medication to stop it. And he didn't know how to help me. He didn't know what to do. By the time Mikey was around to help, it wasn't that bad, but the muscles were getting that bad again with one leg. One leg was getting to where it was becoming bigger status again. And at that point, I was able to go to the emergency room and I was able to get medicine and do something for it. So, yeah, it got bad. It got really bad. And Mikey had to help me take a bath. He had to help me get in and out of the tub. My daughter, again, oblivious, didn't care. She wanted to spend time away from the house. We didn't understand didn't understand and so that's part of what has happened then um we get that back under control somewhat thanks to family certain family members and friends um So that September, after Bobby passed away, mind you, he died Father's Day, June, a few months later in September, I ended up having a massive migraine. So bad that it made me black out. And sights, sounds, things like that were were not felt as real. They were not felt or seen as memories. It was seen as dreams. Distorted, messed up dreams. And from then it was drugs.
drug-induced haze for a long time because of all the medication that was on. That was when I was on 11 different medications. I didn't like how my body reacted to the mixture. Like, you know, quote-unquote sleepwalking. I thought... I thought it was real, but my brain... My brain tricked me in thinking it was real what I was actually seeing. What I was actually doing was real. But what I was seeing was not. So, it's kind of confusing that way. So, I eliminated one pill at a time. When something changed to the negative to where it felt like, you know what, I'm going to have to keep taking this pill, I'm going to eliminate something else. I do that <clears throat> until I figured out what the two, one of the two drugs was that was causing all that stuff. And come to find out, the two drugs buy them away from each other. Did their jobs, did them well, but when taken at the same time, that is what messed me up. And from now, I'm on one of those medications again for pain, so I'm off of the other one until the pain's under control. And it's not easy. It's really not easy, and I'm sorry for this one being for so long, but hey. So yeah, I went through quite a bit of crippling the last few years. Um... The last six months, I have been walking on my own without much assistance. I still do occasionally. Um, last six months, I slowly but surely started driving myself again with little fear. Um, getting back to being independent again to a certain point. So a little nervous about certain things. But, <coughs> oh, sorry. But, uh, January 25th of last year, what would have been Bobby's 42nd birthday, was my first surgery for my back. It has helped tremendously on me being able to walk on my own, even though it's still occasionally less often with a cane less often with my little helper hand thing and things like that so i'm feeling confident i just still cannot work a regular job the way most would want me to long hours not being able to sit down not being able to stand up not being able to walk around that's not possible for me so, uh, heavy lifting is out of the question. Like, 15, 20 miles, pounds, maybe, if, if that. Um, so yeah, shipping or receiving ain't gonna happen. The kind of stuff I'm used to doing isn't gonna happen. I'm used to physical manual labor, you know. 
been wore out at the end of the night and come home. So, it's going to be a bit of an adjustment. I'm going to get into school, be able to do a desk job, things like that. Emotionally, as far as losing Bobby is concerned, I have moments of fits of fear, frustration, sadness. Ugh, I feel like a glitchy robot. <laughs> really look. But I feel, you know, kind of out of it. And when I do, when I get like that. But now I'm learning new coping mechanisms and hopefully <clears throat> Wednesday's doctor's appointment will help and will help me get started on the healing process, deeper healing process and will do good for me and Alyssa's relationship too. Because it's been on the rock since her dad's been gone because he was the one that knew how to talk to her and translated me to her. But he's not here for that now. So, anyway, now that everybody's caught up, sorry for the long-winded one. Um, but at least now you know where I'm at. I'm, I'm in a much better place as far as my physical is concerned and me emotionally I'm like far better than what I was and at least now I can focus so well, kind of focus but anyway guys I will talk to you later love hugs smiles later forward I'm trying to remember what, um, oh wow, keep your chin up, I love you guys, we will talk to you later, bye. Hey guys, I'm back, um, done an update for the last week, since it's been about a week since I uh, did my last recording, it is now February 8th, and to any 22. And, um, I've been dealing with bad teeth since 2005, just to give you guys a timeline and an idea. I'll explain in, uh, another season, you know, all that kind of stuff, you'll, you'll, you'll understand later. But, um, anyway, since 2005 I've been going back and forth to dentist, trying to get my teeth taken care of. Um, I've been dealing with, you know, depression and anxiety for a long time now, since I was about 19, and that affects your want and willingness to take care of yourself on so many different levels, but, you know, 2005, you know, I had top teeth removed because they were very unhealthy, they were, um, making me sick, they literally made me ill, and... I got help from my mother at that time because I was in college and I didn't have, you know, insurance yet. 
because places I was working was part-time work only. They didn't offer insurance. Da, 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 not at that time. But anyway, um, about eight months ago or so, right around there, those original top teeth that I had had since 2005 disappeared. Okay, they just straight up disappeared. Um, we had them on the table. I was putting in a brand new liner that you can get at Walgreens in it. That's really soft, really comfortable. Da, 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 da. I was doing that. Okay, we left to go out of the house for a little bit and meet up with some people. And, um, when we got back, they were gone. They, they were gone off the table. They weren't where they were supposed to be. Hell if I know where they went, you know? Pardon my French, kind of. But anyway, uh, the last couple of days, you know, well, since, uh, May. Yeah. May of 2021. I've been dealing with, you know, trying to get my last six teeth pulled and getting a full set of dentures and everything. Uh, long story short, don't go to, don't go to, uh, Comfort Dental. At least not here in Midwest City. It will screw you over. Bad. Um. But anyway, I. But I went to Dental Depot yesterday. And they took out some, some chip teeth charts and all that and got me cleaned up because a week ago I went to them and they pulled the last six teeth I had because they were healthy I was getting sick again unhealthy I was getting sick again one of the canine teeth completely broke in half the other one was wore down to a nub and the same teeth that in 2015 dental depot dentist at the time notched out those two teeth in order for me to have a partial. Uh, that partial, I got to wear for four days. A $1,500 partial. I, yeah, I had to wear for four days. And after that, I couldn't brush my teeth. I couldn't do anything. It hurt so bad. And it took me building up uh, the plaque around those holes to even be able to eat. Um, that, by the way, that dentist, particular dentist, does not work there anymore. So, I guess he got enough complaints about that kind of thing. This current dentist, you know, I say he pulled all my six teeth out, leaving, you know, two shards and things like that behind from one tooth. So yesterday they fixed it to clean me up, to get all that taken care of, and now, for the first time in a long time, I am pain-free. I'm sore, but pain-free. So, woohoo, you know. I'm waiting on approvals in order to get good dentures. Not offset, screwed up, tore up, um, donkey-style dentures like from comfort dental normally i'm not as petty to bring up 
you know, names and stuff of places, but they seriously pissed me off. Um, later on I'll get into the story about what I went through with them, that way you'll understand, but, um, yeah. But here I am, you know, before Bobby passed away I wanted to make sure that my back was taken care of, my teeth were taken care of, and that I had some form of being able to see, glasses, contacts, whatever. Um, before he passed away, I was able to take care of contacts. That was it. It was because of the stimulus money, because of our taxes that year, that I was able to get contacts. I have two of the original pairs of contacts left. That's it. From that May. Before Bobby passed away. And I'm having a real hard time with the possibility of having to throw them away soon. So I'm washing them, rinsing them, I'm sanitizing them, I'm doing all this other stuff. Um, using this stuff from Walmart that prolongs, you know, the life of your contacts and stuff. So you don't have to spend, you know, $120 or $150 every six months. It'll make those six months contacts last a whole year. So, and so far, it has made this one pair of contacts last three, four months now. So, I'm very, very, very happy about that. Highly recommend it. And when I find the bottle again, I will be more than happy to share with you what it is. Especially for people like me who are on an extremely tight budget and you're lucky to have... You know, the contacts you do have. So, I, you know, I'll share the little tips and tricks, the little things that I've learned over the years about saving money and whatnot. Some of it will sound asinine and like, why didn't you just go to the store for this and that? Well, when you don't have a job, you're broke, you have no electricity, you have no heat, you do what you can do to get warm. You do what you can do just to get clean, you, you know, it'll all be explained in the long-winded stories and stuff that I do, uh, about Bobby and I, that next season, whenever I, I do that for Alyssa, mainly, but, um, but yeah, that's where I'm at now, I've, I, my back is okay enough, I have contacts, I have glasses, and I'm on my way to being completely done with my teeth finally. Hopefully. Prayers being answered. Um. You know, that's. That's what I wanted. I wanted. You know, if. You know, if he's going to take Bobby away from me, that's what I needed. I needed for my back to be fixed. I need my teeth fi finished and fixed. And my eyesight done so that I can get a good job to take care of me and Alyssa. So. It's getting there. Taking longer than I ever thought it would. But it's getting there. So. With that. You know. And the counseling session I have this afternoon. Finally getting that taken care of too. Um. I'm on my way. So. From here on out. It should be you know. Just funny jokes and stories. And stuff like that. So. 
I'm sorry but again for how long-winded those last two segments were. I love you guys. I'm going to let you go. Remember, love, hug, smiles, pay it forward, and keep your chin up.